This is the Berman Method podcast featuring Dr. Jake Berman and physician assistant Jenny Berman. We are here to treat problems and not symptoms. Disclaimer, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and not to treat anyone or to give medical advice. If you are interested in any information that we are giving and would like to use this for yourself, we recommend that you contact your primary care physician or reach out to us and ask us questions about yourself specifically. Enjoy. And we're back, baby. The Berman Method Podcast, where we're focused on treating problems and not symptoms and keeping you accountable and keeping you going in the right direction all through February and into the rest of the year. Dr. Jake Berman here with my lovely co-host. Jenny Berman, physician assistant. Take Woo! a breath. Yeah, I was about to pass out there, blue in the face. Jeez. I just wanted to change up the intro. I like it. You like that one yeah. better? Yeah. Than my other one? Yeah, I guess your singing just, you know, threw me off last time. It threw me off last time, but not any of the other <laughs> 50 times before. <laughs> If you didn't listen to last week's podcast, you should. You might skip the first 20 seconds, but... Five minutes. <laughs> no, not five minutes. But last week's podcast is important because we talked about the three tips that we had from the health and wellness perspective to keeping you disciplined throughout the year. So we're into February now and we know discipline tends to fall off or we we said last week motivation tends to fall off, but discipline is what keeps us going. So I gave my three health and wellness tips to keeping us disciplined with the transition of the new year. And now we're going to be talking about the physical aspect. Yes, the physical aspect. I'm really excited about it. The three that I have chosen are very, very simple. I believe it. You're a simple guy. Not very, very easy, though. Not easy. Very, very simple. Not very, very easy. So I want to make sure that when you utilize these things, it'll just make the rest of it so much easier where if we're looking at the meal prep, the stuff that we were talking about last week, it can seem like a daunting task. However, when you have the actual tactical strategic plan to execute it, then it makes it so much easier. So one of the biggest things about that was making sure that you block off 15 to 20 minutes of your day to plan out the week. If you don't do that, then you're going to find yourself going to the grocery store every single day or every other day or stopping by Culver's on the way home. And it's just, it's not easy. Right. So with all that said, are you ready for number one? Are you going in reverse order or order? Number three. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start with number three. Okay. Number three. (laughs) So we're going to go three, two, one. Okay. Okay. Ready. Number three. Don't hit the snooze button. Ooh, I like that. I know that there's a lot of people listening to this going, are you freaking kidding me? I'm 60 years old. I don't need to be told that. However, there's a lot of people listening to this right now who still hit the snooze button. And it always surprises me. It doesn't matter if you're 20 years old or 70 years old and you still hit the snooze button. You got to understand what it does to your body. And the reason why I wanted to utilize this or add this as one of my top three is actually wasn't one of my top three until this morning. Jenny went 
to an early morning boot camp this morning or burn workout class this morning. It was a 445 class. So we traditionally wake up at 420 every single morning. The alarm goes off at 420. And because it goes off every single morning, Monday through Friday at 420, usually we're coming out of deep REM and we're getting into a twilight stage of the sleep cycle right before the alarm goes off. So when it does go off, it's not like we're in a deep sleep cycle and you just get out of bed. However, this morning, the alarm went off at four o'clock in the morning, not 420. So 20 minutes before our normal alarm goes off. Right. And it happened to be a cold morning. (laughs) (laughs) So Jenny's alarm goes off at four and I knew I didn't have to get out of bed until 420 because she had to drive somewhere and I didn't. I was working out at home. So I decided that I was going to stay in my nice, warm and cozy bed. Right. And then 420, my 420 alarm comes around and it goes off and I go, oh my God, this is, this is horrible. No, hit the snooze button. I don't want to get out of bed. Not happening. And I'm going, wait a minute. What the heck is going on here? Mm -hmm. Get your ass out of bed. Right, because we never snooze. Never. As soon as that 420 alarm goes off, we both pop up out of bed, and I immediately get out of bed. I walk to the kitchen, and I start put, putting the dishes away from last night and drink 16 ounces of water mm-hmm. and get my workout drink ready to go, amino acids in my, my workout drink. And then once I'm done with that, that usually takes me anywhere from six to nine minutes to do that. Usually by the end of that, I'm awake. And I walk back and do the bathroom stuff and get dressed and I'm out the door to go work out. That's the routine every single morning. However, this morning, I technically hit the snooze button. Your alarm went off at four and I hit the snooze button. Right. And I felt horrible. God, did I feel so bad. It just was not fun. It took me an extra 10 minutes to get going this morning. I was dreading running the dogs because when we work out at home, one of us goes to the gym and one of us stays home and works out. When I was running the dogs this morning, I'm going, oh, this is brutal. Absolutely brutal. Not only is it cold, this just sucks. Mm -hmm. So hitting the snooze button is one of the worst things you could possibly do. And I am very grateful to my dad who taught me this way back in the day. I mean, I don't know that I was even 10, where he brought to my attention, he goes, why do you think it's so easy for you to get out of bed to go hunting, but it's not easy for you to get out of bed to go to school? And I said, I don't know, why is it easy? He goes, because you're excited to go hunting. Because growing up, on Saturday morning, when my alarm would go off at four in the morning, I'd just pop out of bed. Just, let's go. All right, Dad, let's go. Let's go hunting. But during the week, when my alarm would go off at six in the morning, to be like, oh my gosh, hit the snooze button over and over again. And my dad's like, what the hell are you doing? Get your ass out of bed. And he goes, it's just a mental thing. So whenever that alarm goes off, just get out of bed. There's no option. There's no snooze button. Get out of bed and get going. It's a mental thing. It's all it is. The snooze button is just mental weakness. That's all it is. It's that simple. You know, there's people listening to this going, it's not mental weakness. I just want to get an extra seven minutes until the alarm goes off again. Bullshit. Set your alarm seven minutes later then. 
don't set your alarm until you're ready to get out of bed. Right. And it's not quality. When the alarm goes off and you go back to sleep, it's not quality sleep. No. It's actually doing you the opposite of what you think it's doing by letting you rest another seven minutes because you're really not resting. No. One of the worst things that you can do for your sleep health is hit the snooze button because you lose the quality sleep. Right. If you don't have to be out of bed until seven o'clock, but you're going to set your alarm at 6.30 so you can, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes right now, so you can start waking up and just keep hitting the snooze button, you are wasting 30 minutes of quality sleep. sleep. Agreed. It's so bad. Right. So there's people that are listening to this going, this is not a problem for me. I don't hit the snooze button. I get up and I get going. However, this does translate into procrastination of other things, meaning that I know I'm supposed to go to the gym today, but this came up, that came up. I'm just going to go tomorrow. I'm going to skip today and I'm going to go tomorrow. It's the same thing. You're hitting the snooze button. So your body is the one that suffers for that. Right. Right? Body, mind. Yes. (laughs) They both suffer. Well, we talked about that last week about how much your mind benefits from just moving your body. So if you're procrastinating getting your workout in. Hitting the snooze button. Yeah, it's not going to work. Think of it as treading water. I love this analogy. I used it over Christmas break. I forget who we were talking to. One of our friends. Oh, actually, (laughs) it was my brother-in-law. It was Daniel I was talking to over Christmas. And he's like, what the hell are you doing? Why do you got to go go work out? It's Christmas vacation. You should be resting, Mm -hmm. sleeping in. And Mm -hmm. I said, and this just came to mind. I don't know if I got this from somebody or I made this up myself. However, I told him, I was like, dude, working out is like treading water. Meaning you're out in the middle of the ocean and you're treading water. When you exercise every single day, you're on top of the water. It's not like you're about to go underwater and drown. You're on top of the water, kind of like a boat. You're just skiing across the water. And then on holidays, when the workout routine is not as disciplined as it normally is, that's when you start treading water. It's like, okay, I just want to stay above water. And it's so easy to not work out. When you don't work out, that's when you go underwater. Right. Okay, so now I'm underwater. I've got to hold my breath. It's not as much fun down here underwater. I can't see anything. I'm starting to panic a little bit. So then vacation's over and you got to get back into the gym and you're never as strong as you were before the vacation. And it goes so fast. It goes so fast. In a matter, in a matter of a week, you can lose easily 10%, if not 20% of your strength, endurance, whatever it is. Right. So now it's like, okay, I've got to swim really hard to get back on top of the water so that I can just tread water again. So now it takes me a month to get back to where I was pre-vacation. Okay, now I'm treading water again. Then it's going to take me another month to really get on top of the water again. Right. So I use the gym analogy or exercising as treading water, swimming. Stay consistent, stay on top of the water. That way you don't ever have to fall behind the ball or fall underneath the water. Does that make sense? I like it. So that's the snooze button. Don't hit it. 
Don't hit the snooze button. When it comes to sleep, movement, mind, body. Good. Don't press snooze. So that was number three. Number two. Number two, this is very, very important for when you sit longer than 30 minutes. There's a lot of people that listen to this that are still working and have desk jobs, which means you're sitting for at least 15 hours a day. Total. Yeah. Wow. Total. Mm -hmm. Think Mm -hmm. about it. You wake up, you get out of bed, brush your teeth, and you go and you sit down to eat breakfast. Right. Then you get up, walk to your car, and then you sit in your car to drive to work. Right. Then you park, you get out of your car, you walk inside to your desk, and then you sit at your desk. And then you sit there until lunchtime, and then you get up and you walk to the kitchen to get your food, and then you sit to eat your food. (laughs) And then you walk back to your desk, and then you sit to finish the rest of your day. Right. And then you get up and you walk to your car and you sit in your car to drive home. In rush hour traffic. In rush hour traffic. You get home, you walk inside, you cook, hopefully, and then you sit to eat dinner. And then you clean up the mess and you go on the couch and you sit to watch TV. So you easily sit 15 hours a day out of a 17-hour awake period. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to be conservative, let's say 13 hours a day, you can easily sit 13 hours a day out of a 17 hour awake period out of a 24 hour day. So the thing I'm trying to get across is when you sit longer than 30 minutes, if you can set an alarm, Siri is great at this. You can just ask her, say, hey, Siri, set my alarm for 30 minutes. She's actually doing it right now. So I'm going to try to mute her so she doesn't do it. And then when that 30-minute alarm goes up, goes off, you don't, standing up would be ideal. However, there's a lot of people that don't have time to stand up. Sit up real tall on the edge of your chair. Okay, so get your ass out of the back of the chair, slide to the edge of the chair. So you're sitting on the edge of the chair, feet are flat, chest is way tall, palms are up, facing the ceiling, elbows are against your sides. So your elbows are bent 90 degrees Elbows are against your side, palms are up to the ceiling, and then just bring your thumbs away from each other, right? So you're bringing your hands out to the side, keeping your elbows on your sides there, and just squeeze those shoulder blades real good as much as you can, and then relax, and then do it again. Yeah, Jenny's doing this right now. Yeah, it feels nice after sitting here for 30 minutes. Squeeze. You just go back and forth keeping the palms to the ceiling the whole time, keeping your elbows to your sides and just squeeze the shoulder blades. And what that's going to do is it's going to help you counteract gravity because gravity never quits. Sitting is the worst thing that you can possibly do. So being able to counteract what's happening to your body in the sitting position is important, super important, especially if you're going to sit longer than 30 minutes like the vast majority of us do. So one of the easiest things that you can do is set a timer on your phone. There's no reason why you can't do this. Everybody's got a phone. 99.9% of us have smartphones. They all have the capability of doing this. Every single 30 minutes, 20 minutes would be great. However, I'll, I'll negotiate and we'll do 30 minutes. Just do 30 seconds of what I just described. So palms to the ceiling. Elbows at your side, squeeze the shoulder blades together and back, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, 30 seconds. 
And that will help you out tremendously from a physical standpoint. When palms are up, elbows are at your side, you're opening your hands away from each other. So they were moving lateral with keeping your elbows to your sides, which was opening up your chest and squeezing your shoulder blades together. So I think key component to that is we got to get chest up, shoulders down. Chest up, shoulders down, belly button in. So that is to help with opening up the chest, squeezing the shoulder blades, helping with neck posture related illness to sitting all day long. And by the way, if you could sneak in eight ounces of water every time you do that, that would be lovely. (laughs) But then I have to pee all day long, Jenny. I know this isn't my wellness podcast, but I'm just saying. Since your alarm's going off, drink some water. (laughs) It'll help. Good. Okay, you ready for number one? Yes. What I think is the most important thing, the most important tip to keeping accountable and disciplined with your physical ability, write it down. Ooh, I love that one. Write it down. Man, this is a game changer because so many of my clients come in boasting about how they exercise every day or at least six days a week and they've been doing it for 50 years and they walk five miles a day and they walk the treadmill or they're on the elliptical, they ride a bike, they do this, that, this, that, and the other. And I say, okay, that's great, but you can't get down on the ground and get back up again, can you? Well, I haven't done that lately. I don't practice that. I'm like, okay, is that my fault? Right? Right. So the importance of this is that in order for it to be called exercise, it's been a while since we've talked about this. I'm pretty sure we talked about this six months ago or so. The definition of exercise is it has to be progressive. And there's three, arguably four things that you can do that will qualify it for that definition, meaning that you have to either progress reps. So instead of doing three reps, you did four reps. Or I'm sorry, instead of doing 10 reps, you did 15 reps. The next one to progress is sets. Instead of doing three sets, you did four sets. Intensity, meaning that this is how heavy I'm lifting. So I was lifting 50 pounds yesterday. I'm going to do 60 pounds today. Or frequency. I got three sets in in 10 minutes. Now I'm going to do four sets in 10 minutes. So I'm just getting it more frequently. Or I worked out three times last week. I'm going to work out four times this week. So just increasing the frequency. So you have to progress one of those four things on a regular basis. It does not have to be a daily basis. However, it has to be progressed at least on a every two to three week basis, or you're not exercising anymore. You're just doing work. There's a difference between doing work and doing exercise. Right. Right? Right. We need to progress. Okay. So... The reason why this is important is because this is what I ran into last year is because of our workout strategy, meaning that one of us stays home and works out at home every single day while the other one goes to the gym and works out. So we're never working out together. The only day we get to work out together is on Sundays. Mm -hmm. So that means that five to six days of the other days of the week, we're working out 
by ourselves. And it's really hard for me to hold myself accountable to pushing harder. Last year, I was really getting into a funk where I was just going to the gym and I was doing the same thing over and over again. I wasn't really counting sets or counting reps. I was just moving the weight around until I felt fatigued and then I'd set it back down again and be like, yeah, I worked out today until I started writing it down. So I started bringing my phone in the gym and I, I opened up a section in the notes and I wrote down what I did. Today on bench press, I did this much, this many sets, this many reps with this much weight. On deadlift, I did this many sets, this many reps with this much weight. And I just kept writing it down. And after the end of a month, I had 20 things in there. And my goal was every single day to increase at least one of those things. Like one of the things that was on there had to be increase. Not all 20 of them, obviously, because I don't do all 20 of them every single day. However, every single day, I was going to do at least one of those 20 things, and I better progress something. I did four sets instead of five sets today. I did 21 reps instead of 20 reps today. I did 200 pounds instead of 195 pounds today. And after about six weeks of doing that, I noticed that all of my numbers were progressing. One at a time or two or three every single day were progressing. And after six weeks, I'm going, oh, wow, all of my numbers are way better today than they were six weeks ago. So the take-home message for this is just because you do something every single day doesn't mean that you're being productive. You could easily just be working. Well, we've talked about too, if you're doing the same thing today that you were doing six months ago, you're actually regressing because you're older, you're a day older, you're six weeks older, you're six months older, your muscles are older. So if we're not progressing, we're regressing. That is the take-home message. That is what we have in giant wall words in our PT room. If you're not progressing, you are regressing. Nothing alive on this planet maintains status quo. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. And to take your writing it down one step further is something that uh, I was actually just thinking about last week. We were talking about I started writing our workouts for us again, but I always write my workouts. The night before I do them, I always write them in a note section on my phone. And the next day I have a plan. I have something that I'm going to follow. I have something to hold me accountable. I have something to work towards, but I started sharing them with you again so that you could do them. And we got home. Uh, I think you went to the gym that day. I did it at home that day. And you got home and we were talking about how one of the supersets was really challenging. And I said, yeah, I almost went back and marked it for three rounds instead of four. And then I was like, nope, I wrote this down. We got to do it. We got to stay accountable to what we wrote and what we planned. So that may be something to help individuals too is – If you've been writing down what workouts you've been doing and you're seeing that it's helping, but you want to take it one step further, write your workout for yourself the night before and challenge yourself and make yourself stay accountable to what you wrote down the night before the next day. Love it. Absolutely love it. Go into the gym with a plan. You can't just go in there and just do your own thing. You got to have a plan. You got to write it down. You got to be able to objectively 
say, yes, I did better today than I did yesterday, or I'm doing better this week than last week. I'm doing better this month than I did last month. Write it down. Keep track of it. That way, a year from now, you can go back and look at where you were a year ago and say, oh, wow, I actually did do something. I can't believe that just 12 months ago, I wasn't able to do this, and now I can do it easily. Right, right. And that's what, you know, I keep the workouts on the notes section of my phone. So I'll go back to one from last year and copy it. You know, if I'm not feeling motivated or not feeling creative to write a new workout for tomorrow, I'll go back to one that I did last year and see where were were we at last year. And can we mock that workout, but take it one step further, increase the reps, increase the sets, increase the weight. Good. I like those. So Number three. Recap. Number three. Don't hit the daggum snooze button. That's mental weakness. You're stronger than that. You're better than that. Get your ass out of bed or don't hit the snooze button on your workout today. Don't just say, I'll just do it tomorrow. Get it done. Number two. The Robert De Niro, the Bobby D, this is the nickname I have for that exercise that I was trying to explain through audio on the podcast. If you go on to the Berman PT YouTube page, you can look up the Bobby D and you'll see a video of me doing what I just tried to explain through the visual or the audio. Perfect. Drum roll number one. The most important physical thing you could do to maintain discipline. Write it down. Write it down. Write it down. You've got to progress one of the four things. You got to do more sets. You got to do more reps. You got to do more weight. You've got to do more frequency. You've got to progress at least one of those four things on a regular basis, or it is not exercise. It by definition is just work. I love that. All right, guys. That was, favorite. That was fun. Okay. Ciao for now. See ya. Thank you for subscribing on your social media and podcast platforms to The Berman Method. Dr. Jake Berman with Berman Physical Therapy and Jenny Berman, Physician Assistant with Berman Health and Wellness. You can find more information on our website, www.bermanpt.com for physical therapy, bermanpt.com forward slash wellness for the health and wellness. You can also find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and on your podcast platform. So be sure to follow us, like us, subscribe to us. And if you would like any further information, definitely visit our website and reach out to us. You may also find our free reports on the websites as well, where you can download this free information for yourself. Have a great day.